Shannon. On today's show, we will talk about defeating those judgmental thoughts. We are unable to be authentic with each other when we're listening to the judgmental thoughts in our mind. In this episode, we'll talk about three ways that causes us to be our own self-critic, and we'll talk about ways in which we can defeat these judgmental thoughts. Uh, I really want you to be free today uh, from being your own worst critic. First, let's go to our scripture. Our scripture comes from Romans, the second chapter, verse one. Romans, the second chapter, verse one, where it says, therefore, you have no excuse, whoever you are, when you judge others. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge, are doing the very same things. Whoa, a powerful scripture from Paul uh, in the book of Romans. We've all heard this before. I'm not good enough. And this is the number one way that we become our own self-critic. Sometimes it's the thoughts in our mind that keep us from being authentic. So we're going to ask the question, what causes us to be our own self-critic, our own self-judge? Now, in Paul's scripture, Romans 2, verse 1, which we just read, it's talking about how people judge each other. But how can we judge each other when we're doing the same things? Judging something about yourself means that you will always judge that same thing in others. Judging something about yourself means that you will always judge that same thing in others. So we know from this that what you judge on other people, you judge about yourself. If you judge people's performances, if you judge people's um, messages, if you judge people's um, looks, uh, their, their attitudes, if you judge um, the way they dress, more than times than not, you're judging yourself about the same thing. You're judging your own performance. You're judging your own flesh. You're judging your own dress. You're judging your own uh, look. And you can't really be authentic by judging yourself. So what causes us to be our own self-critic? The first thing, self-centeredness pleasing ourselves. That is the first thing, the main reason why we are our self-critic, because we're focused entirely on our own ego. Dr. King preached, Dr. Martin Luther King preached uh, in 1957 in Alabama, preached a sermon entitled Conquering Self-Centeredness. Within that, he talked about people who are self-centered. And we know them as people who, when you're in a meeting, 
Everyone says yes, and they say no, just so that they can be heard, just so that they can gain and seek attention. These people seek attention. Being self-centered, focusing on yourself, is kind of the backdrop for being your own self-righteous judge. Because you're the, you're the only barometer. The world is evolving around you. And so because the world evolves around you, you are thinking too much and too highly about yourself. And so thusly, you're judging yourself. My performance wasn't good today. I'm too big, too thin, too small, too large. We judge all of these things because we're self-centered, looking at our own self. The second cause to being our own self-critic is pleasing others, listening to other judgments. Pleasing others uh, talks about when we look and try to please our family, our friends, our coworkers, and on social media, trying to please our followers, our listeners. To some extent, you know, that's, that's healthy, but when it gets aggressive, when we're aggressively trying to please other people, we hear other people's thoughts. We listen to their comments. We listen to their critiques. We listen to what they have to say too much. And because we listen to it, it seeps into our brain. It seeps into our mind. And in our private spaces, we start thinking about their judgments in reflection in the mirror. So somebody tells you, oh, you're way too big or you're way too small. So then when you look in the mirror, you're going to say, oh, I'm too small. I need to gain weight. I'm too big. I need to lose weight. Or they tell you that, you know, they make comments about yourself. They make comments to you and you listen to it. And this causes us to become self-critics by listening to other people's criticism it seeps into our brain seeps into our mind seeps into our spirit that's why the bible said guard your heart guard your heart guard what comes in guard come what comes into your ear guard what comes into your heart guard what comes into your spirit guard what comes into your mind so that's the second cause, pleasing others. The third cause of being a self-critic is perfectionism. And this is the one we are just about 99.9% .9 of us are all guilty of perfectionism. It's not something that, um, but it, it, it's in every uh, person some kind of way. Um, and I would define this myself, but the work has already been done. And I love, uh, as stated in episode one, I love and enjoy reading Dr. Brene Brown, who is, uh, who is an expert in perfectionism, who wrote a book 
entitled Gifts of Imperfection. And within this book, she defines perfection. Perfectionism is something that's very serious. Now watch how she defines it. She says, perfectionism is not the same thing as striving to be your best. Perfectionism is not about healthy achievement and growth. Perfectionism is the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect, and act perfect, we can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. It's a shield. Perfectionism is a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when in fact it's the thing that's really preventing us from taking flight. Perfectionism is not self-improvement. Perfectionism is at its core about trying to earn approval and acceptance. Most perfectionists raise being praised for achievement and performance. Somewhere we adopt this dangerous belief system that says, I am what I accomplish and how well I accomplish it. I'll say that again, what she says. I am what I accomplish and how well I accomplish it. Please, healthy striving is self-focused. How can I improve? Perfectionism is other-focused. What will they think? Perfectionism is self-destructive simply because there is no such thing as perfect. Perfection is an untainable goal. Additionally, perfection is more about perception. We want to be perceived as perfect. Again, this is unattainable. There's no way to control perception regardless of how much time and energy we spend trying. Perfectionism is Addictive because when we invariably do experience shame, judgment, blame, we often believe it's because we weren't perfect enough. So rather than questioning the faulty logic of perfectionism, we've become even more entrenched in our quest to live, look, and do everything just right. Perfectionism says this, it's my fault. I'm feeling this way because I'm not good enough. Perfectionism is one of the main culprits, the reason why we become our own self-critic, our own. These are why these judgmental thoughts keep popping up in our head. For me, I had to get over my perfectionism. I wouldn't do anything. It was hard for me to preach. It was hard for me to pray. It was hard for me to speak. It was hard for me to do any of these things because I was so concerned at getting it right, getting it perfect, not making any mistakes. But I asked God and I asked God to please release me from having that burden of perfectionism because it's not real. Because Paul reminds us, says, all have fallen short to the glory of God. All have fallen short. All have come short. All of us have made mistakes. All of us have made errors. All of us have made a difficult decision. All of us have sinned. 
I have sinned. I have made a mistake. I'm not perfect. So why should I continue to strive to be perfect when I'm not perfect? When perfect is not a great goal because you'll never get there. There's only really one person that was perfect in this entire world, and that was Jesus. We all have flaws. We all have imperfections. We all have something that God has created uniquely within us that is a weakness, that is not our strength. And it is okay because God says, for in your weakness, I am strong. It's okay to have a flaw. It's okay to have imperfection. So how can we defeat these judgmental thoughts that pop up into our head, pop up into our mind? We wake up. Every day we wake up. What's the first thing that you're thinking? If it's a judgmental thought, we've got to learn right now how to defeat these judgmental thoughts because we cannot be real as long as we are judging ourselves and judging other people. The first thing that we have to do to defeat these judgmental thoughts is number one, love your flaws. Love your flaws. As I just mentioned, all of us are flawed in some way, shape or form. I challenge you in this episode to find one imperfection, find something about you that is not perfect and decide to love it. We all have strengths. Find that one thing, that one imperfection, write it down, and decide to love it. The second thing you have to do to defeat those judgmental thoughts is get rid of the should mentality. Release control. The should mentality goes something like this. I should have got more stuff done today. I should have. Sometimes we speak these shoulds in our life and ultimately we don't have power over these shoulds. You should have gotten more done today. But what were the things that got in your way that stopped you from getting what you wanted to get done? The Bible tells us this. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Today, we ought to release control from this should mentality. We don't know what's going to happen from day to day. We don't know the future. We don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. So you have to release control of the shoulds in your life. Number three, you're gonna defeat judgmental thoughts in your mind. You gotta step outside of yourself. Dr. King says one way to conquer self-centeredness is to serve a cause or purpose greater than yourself. You've got to serve something beyond you. Serve something of cause, purpose, greater than you. 
because when you start doing that, when you step outside, step outside of what you think, step outside of what, especially if you're your own worst critic, step outside of what you believe, what you think, what you say, what you do, step outside of that and, and link up with a cause and look beyond yourself. Totally give your life away. Give you away to a cause, to a purpose, to a mission greater than you. When you start doing that, I, I believe your judgmental thoughts will start to disappear. Be able to manage them more differently because you won't be looking at yourself constantly. This fourth thing is remember you didn't become you by yourself. Every time you look in the mirror, you ought to say you didn't become you by yourself. I did not become me by myself. Someone helped you to become you. Someone, somewhere, helped you to become you. There ought to be some value in that. Let me rephrase that. God helped you to become you today. We start believing that God is the one that made us and that we are his creations. Then these judgmental thoughts ought to start disappearing. God made this command. He said, love yourself. We've got to love ourselves Stop judging ourselves. God is the only judge. Remember that. Romans 8 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Thus we walk after the Spirit, not the flesh. This is a healing thought for defeating judgmental thoughts. To believe that when you're in Christ Jesus, when you're in Jesus Christ, there is no condemnation. He won't condemn you for past mistakes. We have to release our own condemnation. The reason why we judge ourselves is because we're walking after the flesh. The flesh wants us to please it. Our own flesh and because the flesh wants us to please it, that's why it judges us constantly. You're not good enough. You won't make it. That was a terrible idea, a terrible vision, a terrible this, a terrible that. But if God gave you the vision, it's not terrible. If God made you for who you are, you are beautiful. You are fantastic. No condemnation in Christ Jesus. When we walk after the Spirit, when we please God and work for God, this will ultimately heal us from judgmental thoughts. This question comes, what does God think of me? Is God pleased with my actions? Is God pleased 
with my decisions today? Is God pleased with my time today? Is God pleased with my treasures? Is God pleased? I hope that you will start to defeat those judgmental thoughts. I want you to write down every time you get a judgmental thought in your mind. I want you to write it down. Log it. Write it down. Then ask God to help you defeat those judgmental thoughts. Because as long as you're surrendering to those judgmental thoughts in your mind, you won't be able to be real with others. As long as you're surrendering to those lies that the devil puts in your mind, that you put in your own mind, some people feel self-conscious about being angry, about being sad, about being jealous, about being nervous. But human emotions is a part of life. We've got to learn how to deal with our emotions. It's okay to have feelings. It's okay. You don't have to judge yourself and criticize yourself for being sad, for being angry, for being upset. Don't judge yourself for having feelings, for having emotions. Don't judge yourself. Don't judge your performance in life. Don't judge your job. Don't judge what you do on your job. Don't judge all of these things. Ask God to help you defeat them. Today, we're going to defeat judgmental thoughts. Today, we're going to defeat being our own self-critic. And we're going to pray today, God, you are my judge. God, you are my judge. There's a judgment day coming, and God, you are the judge. I'm not the judge. Release control. Well, I want to leave you today with a prayer at the end of Dr. King's sermon, Conquering Self-Centeredness. He prayed this prayer. He prayed, O oh God, our gracious Heavenly Father, help us to rise out of our attitude of self-centeredness, out of our egotism. Help us to rise to the point of having faith in Thee, in realizing that we are dependent on Thee. And when we realize this, O oh God, we will live life with a new meaning and with a new understanding and with new integration. We ask thee to grant all of these blessings in the name and spirit of Jesus. Amen. You can subscribe to our Being Authentic Together podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on beingauthentictogether.com. Until next time, God bless.